Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. In this episode, we'll hear from Leah Ingram, who is the Director of Ambulatory Services at Vanderbilt. And if you're coming into Nashville for the APHA annual meeting, reach out to me on LinkedIn so we can connect, grab coffee, love to hear from the listeners about what they've liked and other future topics that they might want to hear about. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Leah Ingram. Leah received her PharmD from Mercer University and has an MBA from Tennessee Tech. Leah, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you, Hillary. I'm glad to be here. Well, great. Now that our listeners have heard just a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in some gaps from that intro and maybe tell us a little bit about your personal life. Okay, sure. I'll be glad to. Um, I graduated from Mercer in 1998, um, originally from Smithville, Tennessee, and that's where I live now, which is about an hour outside of Nashville. I have, um, I'm married and I have two boys, Ethan, who is 18 and will be going to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville this fall, and then Eli, who is 15. So, um, and then a dog, Ryman, who I also love very much, but um, very, family is very important to me, so it's always been important in my career that I'm able to maintain um, a good work-life balance and make sure I have plenty of time for my family. Waited and actually completed my master's degree um, back in 2015. So there was a little bit of a lag time there. So that was something I decided to wait and pursue once it was a little more manageable with family and work schedule. And um, But I was glad and it was a good experience. And I was able to do that while I was actually in Cookville. So it was very convenient to be able to do that at Tennessee Tech. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive that you've been able to kind of manage all of those and, and went back to get your MBA kind of at a later time that worked better for your, uh, work-life balance. And I love the name Ryman for your dog. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a Nashville thing. Definitely. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So Leah, first, can you tell us a bit about your position at Vanderbilt as the lead for ambulatory services? And I know Vanderbilt just rolled out a new EHR platform in November. How has that impacted uh, ambulatory pharmacy services? Um, It's been, it's been a, uh, you know, obviously a change, but it's definitely going to be a change for the better once everybody um, gets used to the new system. You know how it is anytime that you roll out a new uh, computer system, especially like one that is um, touching every clinic in the Vanderbilt system. Um, it's definitely not been a small feat to accomplish, but it's going very well and it's going to be very nice for us to be able to have um, access to our patient records no matter where they are. And it should help make sure that they have um, better care across our continuum. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it's definitely a big thing to kind of brace for. And, uh, but I know that Epic is a, is a great EHR. And I think that it's probably going to help uh, just provide better care and get, get more communication going with all the different services. So absolutely. what are some of the 
Yeah. What are some of the main things that you're focused on with uh, your work leading ambulatory services at Vanderbilt? Well, um, we have um, currently um, 11 positions um, in our oncology clinics that are um, direct patient care um, providers. They will be seeing a lot of our patients and doing patient education, medication therapy management, and other things like that. We've just, we've been able to um, successfully complete collaborative practice agreements with our oncologists and the clinics where we actually have pharmacists present which has been very exciting for us as an organization and very excited that um, our pharmacists are going to be able to get in there and impact our, our patient care in that area. We're working on getting those all those same agreements and positions in place in our other clinics. So um, our goal is to um, have them in, you know, to try to start out in your high risk areas such as diabetes, um, uh, anticoagulation management, as well as congestive heart failure um, and pulmonary in our pulmonary clinic. We currently have a pharmacist in place there that has started right after our EPIC implementation. So our goal is to try to work towards the same kind of patient care in those clinics um, across just the different um, clinics um, across Vanderbilt's whole enterprise. We also recently partnered with Belmont University and we have a pharmacist that's going to be working part-time in our Cool Springs Oncology Clinic out in Franklin. Oh, wow. And that's really impressive that uh, there's such a strong presence in the oncology area. That's, you know, probably a really great area to have pharmacy because uh, those medications are so expensive and and have a lot of side effects and different things where pharmacy can really be powerful to have in there talking with patients um, and helping to optimize their therapy. So that's great that you've got 11 uh, there in the oncology clinics at Vanderbilt. So Leah, you've been a director for pharm- of pharmacy for a number of years at a hospital in Middle Tennessee. Can you tell us about how some skills that you've learned from that position and um, how they've translated to your current role? Sure. As I was the director at Cookville Regional for several years, and then prior to that, I had been the director at um, DeKalb Community Hospital in Smithville in my hometown. And as I've progressed through the different positions and obviously different sizes of hospitals, I've been able to um, just kind of, I guess, be able to understand how um, the size of an organization can vary as far as your responsibilities as a director of pharmacy. So, for example, when when I was at DeKalb, that's a very small community hospital. And a lot of patients for us at the time was, you know, 30 patients. <laughs> we were actually licensed for 75 beds, but usually we ran around 30, um, and that was a busy week. And so at a hospital like that, you know, you're pretty much the pharmacist. So you are the director, you're the staff pharmacist a lot of the time, you're the medication safety pharmacist, you're the regulatory compliance pharmacist, you really... Um, you're the formulary compliance pharmacist, so you really get a broad understanding of every position. And in some ways, it's more difficult because, as you know, in our community hospitals that aren't open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, most of the time you have a pharmacist, you have to be on call, um, and you have to um, make sure that the hospital has you as a resource after hours. So it can be quite taxing as far as demands on your time. But also, it's a great learning experience because you get to see a 
um, pharmacy from a broad um, spectrum. And then when I went to Cookville Regional, it's you know it's licensed for 247 beds. Um, it already had a very robust clinical pharmacy program in place, led by Casey White, who's the clinical coordinator there. Um, they're a very progressive hospital and had accomplished a lot of things to be a, a regional um, hospital system. In that position, I initially started as the operations manager, which um, part of my role was regulatory compliance, medication safety, 340B compliance, just you know, staffing, just operational um, employee and staff engagement and development, things like that. And then after being there about a year and a half, I became the director of pharmacy. Um, and at the time, we did not replace the operations manager position. So I did both for a while. And, and that was a little challenging. But then a little bit later, we were able to get the operations manager position back in place. But again, there, you, you, you focused in a little bit more on specific areas. Um, so I really wasn't necessarily the person who was the, you know, I wasn't the clinical pharmacist. I wasn't the floor pharmacist. It was rare that I staffed. I did staff some, but um, again, kind of focusing and in a little bit more on specific areas. And then when I transitioned to Vanderbilt, you know, we we have a pharmacist who's in charge of med safety. We have a pharmacist in charge of corporate um, and regulatory compliance. And then um, I was able to really focus in on the ambulatory care segment Whereas at Cookville, you know, I was very focused on inpatient. We had a retail pharmacy. We did have a clinic, some clinic pharmacists. Again, we've had residency programs both places. And I just think through the years, all those different experiences has given me an opportunity to have a more broad understanding of the environment and understanding the need for um, collaboration among inpatient and ambulatory and retail pharmacy. So... Yeah, thanks for sharing kind of the different experiences because you can definitely see how uh, the different experiences that you've previously had really can help you succeed in your current role because you really have a good understanding of all the different facets of pharmacy and how they work together. Um, so that was neat to kind of hear about uh, the different different types of hospital sizes and how your role can change. And so I'm sure our listeners will enjoy getting to kind of hear a little bit about that. Uh, so Leah, you've been appointed to the THA TPA. So that would be Tennessee Hospital Association, Tennessee Pharmacist Association, statewide medication safety task force, uh, one of eight pharmacists selected in the state. And it's great to see a deep physician-pharmacist collaboration on this issue. Can you share a little bit about some of the work happening with this task force? Sure. So when the task force was implemented, um, it happened um, that the Tennessee Hospital Association, as part of their hospital engagement work, selected um, adverse drug events of medications and medication safety to be one of their um, focus areas. And so in that, when we developed the um, the Tennessee Pharmacist Coalition, uh, we focused primarily on the um, the drugs that are the drug categories that are most likely to cause adverse events, which was, um, of course, opioid safety, um, antibiotic stewardship, um, hypoglycemic safety, and anticoagulant safety. So as part of that throughout the state, um, we were able to grow that and um, develop 
different teams focused in on best practices and getting resources for hospitals across the state um, to help them, one, benchmark their data if they choose to report. Again, all that's voluntary reporting and there's some measures in place. But two, to collaborate with other hospitals um, across the state of similar size or various sizes um, to be able to get some ideas on how they could take some things back into their practice. So in essence, you don't have to reinvent the wheel on all these initiatives. Um, we've since grown to, I believe, over 40 members. Um, and that is currently chaired. I was the chair for the past two years and Mark Sullivan from Vanderbilt was the chair prior to me. And now Jeff Finkley from Murray Regional is the chair of the Pharmacist Coalition. Um, it's been great um, to work. We've held some medication safety summits. Um, we've been able, I believe, um, to get the word out about antimicrobial stewardship um, very well to our hospitals and um, where they need to be and implementing some of the CDC's guidance um, for best practice on antimicrobial stewardship in the, in the hospital setting. Um, we've also been able to collaborate. Maka Cost with TPA is a member of the Pharmacist Coalition, and he and Lucy Atkins regularly attend our meetings um, in order to make sure that our initiatives are focused um, on the same um, direction as our pharmacist association across the state. So it's been a very good experience, and, and it's been nice to be able to help other hospitals gain traction on certain initiatives. Um, and medication reconciliation was one of the major initiatives that we work on also. And so we've been able to identify some best practice hospitals um, in order to give um, our hospitals across the state some ideas for implementing pharmacy-driven medication reconciliation in their hospitals. Yeah, that sounds like a really uh, productive committee. You're getting a lot of great work done. It sounds like a good team and and have a lot of uh, great initiatives coming forth from that. Touched on, you know, antimicrobial stewardship, which is definitely uh, a big uh, thing going on right now. Uh, the opioid crisis. So a lot of good work. That's great. So, Leah, how do you stay current about what's going on in healthcare and more specifically within the pharmacy field? Um, I believe that in order to stay current, organizational involvement is of vital importance. So, I've tried to stay active in the Tennessee Pharmacist Association and also the American Society of Health Systems Pharmacists. Um, they have some great listservs to where you can, um, you know, benchmark with others and you just, you know, just ask everybody kind of what they're doing. But I think um, that and then staying current in the literature, I try to read um, as much as I can to just kind of make sure um, that we are where we need to be and that I don't, that I stay, my personal knowledge base stays current. And then I try to just do other like certificate programs and things like that um, as I apply to my current practice. For example, when I was at Cookville Regional, um, even though I was the director and I wouldn't be necessarily the one seeing the patients with antimicrobial stewardship, I was going to have a responsibility, obviously, for oversight and making sure some of our data was reported and recorded correctly. So um, I did the Society of Infectious Disease Pharmacists Antimicrobial Stewardship Certificate Program. And that's just one example, but I know um, there are several organizations out there that allow you to complete a certificate program in various focus areas. And for me, that's a good way to do it because it's a very deep dive focused um, 
effort on certain subject matters. But again, I think that it, organizational involvement um, is critical to make sure that you're collaborating and networking with people across the country on um, all the current um, healthcare initiatives. Absolutely. I uh, agree that the APHA, ASHP, and and many others, uh, state associations are all great resources. And I love that even though um, you were kind of in a leadership position and not doing the direct patient care, you still wanted to go ahead and and know um, to inform yourself so that you could make really great uh, leadership decisions about antimicrobial stewardship and others. So that's great that you have a passion to continue learning. And I think that's uh, a really great thing for younger pharmacists to kind of keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) What are some of the things that excite you about the future of pharmacy? Um, Just, it's just an exciting time right now altogether. I think when you look at, again, when I graduated in 98, it was you know, one of the things that I I can't imagine how far we are, we have come now being recognized as providers. So I'm hoping that um, as we are moving forward, I just, I would like to see that um, the provider status and us being able to bill as providers progress and just truly be seen as the medication experts that pharmacists are. Um, I'm excited to see pharmacists integrating into teams so effectively and so well and just excited to see that our healthcare system as a whole is really starting to understand and embrace the need for um, collaboration between all the different disciplines in healthcare and understanding that everyone truly has their role and maximizing their role is going to positively impact patients. So that's what really excites me. And also the movement was trying to keep patients out of the hospital and focused more on well care as opposed to sick care. Um, I think that's an area where pharmacists can really help as well. And um, so those are probably the things I'm most excited about with pharmacy. Yeah, definitely. And so Leah, for our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? I would say just to remember to stay current. Um, Remember that part of becoming a pharmacist, because the, the practice of pharmacy is continually changing. Make sure you're a person who embraces and is passionate uh, about lifelong learning and always give something back. Like um, I always find it refreshing when I hear residents come through an interview and when we ask them about precepting students, they're, you know, all very, seem to all be very excited and just feel that it is part of their responsibility to the profession to continue to grow others and support others in that growth. And I would just say, just remember at the end of the day, we're here to take care of the patient and that um, sometimes our schedules can get kind of taxing and and it can be hard, but um, just always, no matter when you get out in practice, just remember why you started. Yeah. Thank you. That's such a great advice. So Leah, thanks so much for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, Hillary. It's been nice talking with you as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. 
If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode with Leah at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. All of the guests and their show notes from the episodes are found on the website.